Will today's treat make us obey our thirst? Find out next on Junkie. Yeah, welcome to Junk View, the podcast about junk food, where we rate and review mystery treats to determine which one will be the undisputed champion of snacks. I'm your host, Mike. Alongside me, as always, Alyssa. Hello, Dad. Hello, Alyssa. <laughs> Did you hear about the kidnapping at school? The, oh, the kidnapping at school. This has gotten serious. No, I didn't. It's okay. He woke up. Oh. <laughs> hey, that was not bad, actually. That was... Uh... That was uh, that was a dad joke, a joke you tell to your dad. If you'd like to submit a dad joke for Alyssa to tell me on the show, you can send it into us via extra threads or Blue Sky Social at Junk Feud Pod. You're still laughing about that? Oh, I'm laughing at what <laughs> Or via email to junkfeudpod at gmail.com. Liz, yeah? we've got another dad in the studio with us today, don't we? Uh, yeah. A special guest today <laughs> who's making a face at you for your nonplussed response. Who is it? It's my uncle. Uncle Matt's here, live in the studio. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the world of Thank junk you. feud. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, I bet. Uh, welcome back once again to the world's yeetest podcast. The yeetest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's new oh, stuff in wait. there. Wait, okay. Okay, wait. Well, wait, do we do it again? <laughs> this is live. Do it again. Welcome back once again to the world's yeetest podcast. The yeetest show on earth, very mid, giving them the egg super bus and hitting them with the riz each and every week. Liz! Yeah? Good read there, kiddo. That was pretty nice. Thank you. It's our holiday hangover show, Alyssa. We're in the week between Christmas and New Year's. One Is of the it best- a hangover when people get drunk? Well, it's what happens afterwards, yeah. Oh. So a holiday hangover is like when you've had so much fun celebrating the holidays. You're drunk on eggnog. Uh- <laughs> Possibly, I suppose. We didn't we did not like the eggnog. No, that was crusty. Hey, remember when I said your mom, <laughs> your, mom. your mom doesn't like uh eggnog? Mm-hmm. Guess what she bought at the grocery store this week? Eggnog. Eggnog. Hundred percent. That goof. Yeah, I agree, because she was slandering the eggnog that we bought and made, didn't like either of those, had to go out and buy her own. Got you. How about that? Well, I mean, the week between Christmas and New Year's would be a good time to relax, have some eggnog. Uncle Matt, do you drink eggnog? I've never had eggnog before. Do you? Oh, do you want to try some? We have some downstairs. Well, this is the place to try it, right? I mean, I guess we could do it live on the show show for the back of the box. No, right now. Try hard. Well, I'm going to have to go get it then. Yeah, it's fine. Go get (laughs) it. We're going to have to do it later. Uh, Liz, like we were saying, this would be a good week to try eggnog because it's a whole week of just nothing, usually. Nobody's doing anything. It's all downtime. It's an interstitial period. Alyssa, do you know what an interstitial interstitial is easy for you to say yeah i know right well i'm gonna edit that out so it doesn't matter now you're gonna look silly Liz, uh do you know what an interstitial is um no well that's unfortunate because the definition is in the show notes that you haven't read uh but by definition it is the space between two things yeah that's right one of my least favorite dave matthews songs actually worlds come i'm singing well not that one that's from descendants we'll never be out of read Liz. Yeah. Uh, I've told you before, the bar that I worked at after college, when we would go in to open for the lunch shift at 9 a.m., we would put VH1 on the big screen TV behind the bar. And uh, well, that was because mostly sports played all day. So the girls that worked there got to pick what we watched in the morning. And it was always VH1. And it was like Gwen Stefani's Hollaback Girl. B. That's right. Something by Train. And then uh, The Space Between by Dave Matthews Band was one of the videos that would play all the time. And you know, of course, that I love DMB. It's my favorite band. But I always skip that song when it comes on because it was just completely overplayed for me. Oh. Liz, 
Well, you, yeah. You skip some songs in your playlist too, right? I also skipped school this morning. Just the morning though. Yeah. Just yeah. Went in late. So uh, hopefully your truancy officer doesn't listen to this show. Who's that? Well, it's a good thing you don't know. <laughs> Liz, we're talking about interstitials. This is an interstitial week. Uh, one that's stuck in the space between two other things, like a liminal space. You know what a liminal space is? Nope. Uncle Matt, do you know what a liminal space is? I know there's a subreddit called liminal space. <laughs> I've it's seen true. a lot of the images on it and I don't understand the theme. Well, it's a, a liminal space is just a transition zone. It's a physical space that you're in as you transition from one area to another. Like a hallway is a liminal space. Uh, you know who does liminal space really well? The Disney parks, obviously. Do you have a favorite liminal space at the Disney park? Either of you? Oh gosh, I'd have to. Uh, I do like I do like in Epcot um, where they have there's the walkway underneath whatever those buildings are, and I think there's like it used to be like the robotics section or something like that on one side, the other side something else. But you're oh, interventions, it. yeah, east yeah, and west, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I like uh, the bridge to Adventureland, Alyssa, at Walt mm-hmm. Disney World in Orlando. A tradition transitions uh, pretty seamlessly from like 1900s fanfare on Main Street to the sort of prim and proper landscaping in front of the Crystal Palace uh, to the South Seas jungle motif in Adventureland. I the like the Cruise. bridge to the monorail. You like the, the bridge to the monorail, the one at the Polynesian Resort? Yeah, that is a pretty nice one, actually. That works That works fairly well because it transitions you out of the uh, sort of Polynesian Tahitian Is Moana ambiance. Tahitian or whatever it's called? Moana? She was from Motonui. Motonui. Which is not a real place, but she's... Uh, a Pacific Islander. So yeah, like Fijian, Tahitian, Samoan, all of those. That's what I was looking for, Samoan. Samoan. Like the rock. Like, that's right. Like our uh, friend of the show, Dwayne. Is he a friend of the show? Sure. Why oh, not? cool. <laughs> and he was in Moana. That's right. Liz. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were speaking of Disney. The Disney Channel itself used to have some really good interstitial videos back in the early years when it was still a pay back access. Back in my day. Yeah, back in the day. Well, yeah, I mean, technically, yeah, this was back in my day. The Disney Channel sort of started up when I was a tot. A and, tot. Uh, yeah, Toys would... for tots. Oh, my gosh, we have to get a rat. We have to get a present for school this week. Yeah, you should probably get on that. Ooh. I mean, even though it's after Christmas, canonically. I Oh, yeah. Is this how these episodes normally go? Yeah. More or less, yeah. Uh Oh, you know what we should do next year uh, for a special a special thing for us in the holiday season for Snacksmiths? We should do Toys for Tater Tots. I don't know how that would work out yet. Any ideas? No. What could what could Toys for Tater Tots be? Try oh, different French fries. I know we could get uh, we could buy bulk uh, buy fast food premiums from like Happy Meals or Kids Meals in bulk, like dead stock, and then give them away to kids. Mm. Yeah, Toys for Tater Tots. Remind me to do that next year. Well, we'll add it to our tart to tan. Yeah, put that on the uh, on the list of other stuff next to Mercutio Bumfuzzle. Quisp. <laughs> and Quisp, that's right. Wait, what is it? Toys for Tater Tots. Toys for Tater Tots, that's right. Uh, Liz, anyway, this is an interstitial week, a liminal space indeed. For this show, not just because it's on during the week between Christmas and New Year's, but because for us it's the week between Snacksmas and January, Alyssa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be back in the new year with a month full of Philadelphia-themed snacks for January. Uh, But before that, we've got a show all about the ultimate liminal space, the ultimate palate cleanser. Liz. Yeah. That reminds me of this week's snack. Up next on Junk Feud, it. Uncle Matt. Sprite. Sprite. That's right. It's Sprite. What's Sprite, Alyssa? It's a clear lemon-lime flavored caffeine soft drink, but it's actually very spicy. Well, it's caffeine-free, right? So you just didn't want to read that word? 
Oh. Were you doing the Boolean logic because it has a minus sign in front of it? <laughs> Wait, what did I say? You said it's a caffeine soft drink. Caffeine-free soft drink. Yeah, that's right. But it's very spicy. It is spicy. We're going to talk about that as we get along in this show. Let's, do you know why uh, soft drinks are called soft drinks? Because they're not alcoholic? That's right. It contrasts with hard or alcoholic drinks. Did you know that? I did, yeah. Oh, I did. Well, I, I kind of put it together between when I would say like a hard beverage. And I thought, yeah, oh, sure. I guess the opposite is soft drink. It makes sense. I didn't ever think about it. I just thought it was a dumb thing that old people said, like, go have a soft drink. So like what you say? All right. <laughs> yeah, walked into that one. Liz, what would you say the flavor profile of Spite is, Sprite is? Spite. You said Spite, yeah, because I'm thinking of the word spicy, which is already what you said. Are there any other words come to mind to describe Sprite? Mm, lemon? <laughs> lemon, sure. We already said it was then lemon I don't lime know. flavored. That's all I can think of. How about you, Uncle Matt? Any thoughts on what Sprite tastes like? Uh, no, I think lemon lime kind of sums it up. I, I, it has a fruity, uh -huh. uh, fruity taste in contrast to some of the other cola-flavored soft drinks. Sure, sure. I would say effervescent is one of them. Crisp, Alyssa, usually is what I think of. A nice, clean, crisp. A nice, clean, crisp. Sprite. A, all right. A crispy boy. Crispy boy. Liz, do you know anything about the history of the crispy boy of Sprite? Mm, created in 1955 by a guy named Bud Well, that's wrong, because you just read ahead and you skipped the first paragraph of that. Well, that was close, though. You were almost there. Uh, uh oh it's interesting to think about the history of Sprite because it's a product that was created out of spite, which rhymes with Sprite, uh, in fact, and we're going to get to that. The name itself, Alyssa, is what came out in 1955. The name Sprite oh. was coined by a guy named Bud Evans, who was a Houston area Coca-Cola bottler and distributor. I was pretty close. You were pretty close. That's true. Well, he came up with the name Sprite for a line of his own uh, fruit-flavored soft drinks, but here's what happened. Coca-Cola bought the rights to the name Sprite in 1960 because two concurrent things were going on. In 1956, they were already experimenting with what would become a clear lemon-lime soda of its own, and they were using that as a drink mixer for hard drinks, for alcoholic drinks. At the same time, in 1959, Alyssa, in what was then West Germany, there was another soda being developed. This one was a lemon-lime-flavored hybrid as well, and it was called Fanta Claire Zitron. Oh my goodness, I have a story about hybrid. Okay, hybrid animals? No, just no, hybrid. Just hybrids. Well, okay. hybrid cars. Hybrid cars, okay. So we were in science. This happened yesterday. Shout out to yesterday. And my teacher, which I'm not going to name because I usually make that mistake a lot. Uh-huh. So my science teacher, she got a new car and she was like, I was going to get a hybrid and then I was like, wait, I'm not prepared for that. I was like, oh, my mom has a hybrid. Sit under my, and she was like, who has a hybrid? Whose mom has a hybrid? Hmm. I was like, my mom. Well, this is radio, so no one can see you half-heartedly raising your hand. So Alyssa very timidly raised her hand and said, my mom, <laughs> And mom. then one of the kids in the class goes, wait, what's a hybrid? And I said, it's like a gas and electrical car. Very good. And one of the kids goes, well, you could just get a hybrid with gas. And then mm. I, I looked at him and he goes, what? Like with a mean, like- Uh-huh, a scowl. Snarky look. Snarky look. Is that a word? Yeah. Oh. Sure. And then, so he looked at me rude and I was like, he goes, what, what, what? And then I was like, hybrid cars are gas and electrical. And he goes, 
Yeah, so it's an electrical car with gas. I was like, oh, why do you have to say a hybrid with gas? Yeah. A hybrid is with gas. It's that's implied, right. yeah. But like, that's like saying a hybrid with electrical. Well, Alyssa, uh, let this be a lesson to you. You have a long future ahead of you of disagreeing with men <laughs> who think that they know everything. Like you. It's kind excuse me. It's <laughs> kind of a do it again. <laughs> he walks into it a lot. Listen, lady, I do a lot of research for this show. Some of it even from good sources. So did I hear Fanta in there? Fanta Claire's a Tron, that's right. Fanta Claire's a Tron. Yeah. And do you know why it was originally Fanta? Why? Well, in post war West Germany, you could not get ingredients for Coca Cola. It just just wasn't happening. There were, you know, trade restrictions and embargoes and such. So Coca-Cola's answer to that was to create their own brand in Germany called Fanta, and Fanta Claire Zitron was Clear Lemon Fanta. And uh, the Coca-Cola company liked this so much that by 1961, they were selling that product in the United States as Sprite, primarily, Alyssa, to compete with 7-Up, which already existed. That was the spite that oh, I was talking about. I thought those were the same thing. Yeah, well, a lot of people did because they kind of are, uh, but this was Coke's answer to 7-Up. They wanted to capture that market. And in fact, they did. Today, Sprite is the third best-selling soft drink in the world, and it's available in 190 countries. Is the first one Coca-Cola? It sure is. Liss. What's the second one, root beer? Diet Coke. Ugh, that should not be on the list. <laughs> well, I mean, it still counts. Diet Coke, Coke, same thing. Liss, uh, we said this was in 1959. What else was going on in 1959, Alyssa? Alaska became the 49th state, and Hawaii became the 50th. That's right. The fiftieth, De Gaulle became president of France. Yeah, he's got his, got his own airport. France. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> Have you seen those pageants where people like yell out the country? No, and they sound like so weird. A hundred percent. No. Oh my gosh, they're so funny. So I I always watch these videos of these pageant people, and they yell out like those pretty princess girls, like and okay, they sure. Yell their like country out. And then one of the announcers was like, Fonts! Wow. This is why we don't allow our kids on the internet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our compression algorithm is going to be working overtime today. Liz, what else happened in 1959? Uh, the Dyatlov Pass incident occurred in Russia. Yeah. Uncle Matt, do you know the, of the Dyatlov Pass incident? I, I don't. And I, I, I put myself out there because this is probably one of the things in history that all my colleagues are going to be appalled that I don't know. No, 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 no. This is actually uh, like for a while it was prime conspiracy theory fodder. Mm. Datlov Pass is in Russia. There were a bunch of Russian hikers and they went out hiking. And uh, the next day they all disappeared and their uh. tent was found like in tatters and some of their bodies were found scattered around in various states of undress. There's this really amazing video uh, by a YouTuber named Lemino, and uh, it kind of explains what was going on. Right now, the primary theory is that there was a flash avalanche that trapped them inside their tent, and then uh, they all tried to like scatter out, cut themselves out of the tent, and then they all, in the, in the avalanche, uh, kind of got scattered around and then mm. died. Oh my goodness. But for a long time, people thought it was, you know, the Yeti. Well, I was thinking, when you described it initially, I was thinking uh, some kind of a bear attack. Right. That Today, we learned about Ted Bundy in forensic science. Oh, wow. boy, let's not go there. <laughs> yeah? Uh, let's just hear it. First impressions of Ted Bundy, <laughs> Alyssa. Well, before I knew who he was and what he did for a living. Okay, that's one way to put it. We learned that he, w he was going to school to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. And then he just did some murdering. 
some murdering. A whole yeah. lot of it. Quite a bit of murdering. Uh, speaking of murdering, what else? Did you know the else? last person? God. Oh my god! <laughs> the last person that he killed, he like bit her leg so hard that like they could get who he was out of it. Uh, and you learned this in forensic science yeah. in seventh grade. Fascinating. Giatlov. Yeah, that sounds like Giatlov. Like Giatlov. Yeah. I think of Detlev Shrimp, the basketball player. Yeah, Detlev Shrimp. That's right. Buddy Holly. Richie Valens and the Big Bopper all died in a plane crash. And what song did that plane crash inspire? My, my, Miss American Pie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Day the Music Died. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's next? And Barbie debuted in the U.S. That's right. The Barbie doll. First Barbie doll, 1959. Oh my goodness, there's more. Yeah. The, <laughs> the first Australopithecus. Uh-huh. Very good. was discovered. Very good. The, holy moly, there's so much in this. The first... Xerox. Xerox, dear. Machine was sold. The Guggenheim Museum. Excuse me? The Guggenheim. This is the Guggenheim? It's the Guggenheim, that's right. Museum opened. And Magic Johnson was born and Cecil B. DeMille died. Cecil B. DeMille. So in this uh, in this one list, we had De Gaulle, Dyatlov, Australopithecus, Xerox, and Guggenheim. And you got almost all of them. Yeah. That's pretty good. Here's another word, Alyssa. One we've said already. Sprite. Oh, I thought you were going to say etymology. Etymology, that's right. Well, you're reading the headings for the notes right now. <laughs> Liz, etymology, where do you think the word sprite comes from? Etymology. Uh, I mean, in a roundabout way, sure. <laughs> Uncle Matt, any thoughts on the etymology of the word sprite? My guess is it has to do something with light or seeing through light or something, a flash of light, something like that. Oh, interesting. So... Sure. So most people today probably think of the soda first. There's a subset of people that might think of a two-dimensional video game character model, like a sprite. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. But in the 1960s, probably they were thinking of the mythological creature, the sprite, which is sort of like a small fairy-like woodland creature, uh, off is often uh, characterized, Alyssa, as mischievous or playful. Right. Yeah. I have heard of that. Okay. That's right. And sprites yeah. in mythology have a deep connection to water and natural elements. So Coca-Cola wanted to capitalize this uh, capitalize on this association and brand their drink as something that was cool and refreshing and natural and rejuvenating and also invigorating, and that was Sprite. And here's the thing. It wasn't the first time the Coca-Cola company had used the terminology either. Alyssa, did you know that from 1942 to 1953, Coca-Cola had a mascot? Yes, I did. Because you read it in the notes. Yeah. What was his name? Sprite Boy. Sprite Boy, that's right. <laughs> Sprite Boy was a tiny soda jerk. Uh... Why would they make him mean? No, 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 no. Soda jerk doesn't mean a jerk made out of soda. A soda jerk is someone who works at a soda fountain and jerks the taps, pulls the handles. Uh, that sounds boring. I mean, it's a job, I, I guess. Yeah. As boring as a cashier or a, a waitress or a waiter. Yeah. It's boring as you. I you, think, you didn't even walk. You didn't no, even approach I, that, that was one. unprompted. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm fascinating, by the way, Alyssa. Uh, what you think. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So Sprite Boy was, uh, was around for kind of a long time as far as junk food mascots go, 42 to 53. That's a long time. Uh, but nobody really thinks about him now. He's barely talked about today. And I think it's for a simple reason, Alyssa. Uh, it's because he's absolutely terrifying. Have you seen a picture of Sprite Boy? I'm about to. Yeah, you may want to look this up. So if you were inventing a new drink today and you needed to make some positive associations Oh with my it, gosh, he looks like those like dolls. Yeah, he looks like a little Anna Lee doll. Oh my goodness, wait. With like the giant hair. Let me see. Oh. I still can't see. 
Oh, yeah, he does look kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah, Sprite Boy, terrifying. But that makes sense because he reminds me of like a Sprite or a nymph or a fairy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, the fairy people are notoriously like horrible in mythology. Mm-hmm. They're not the, the fun-loving Tinkerbells that everyone thinks of now. They're like terrible people. Anyway, Liz, I was saying, if you were going to make up your own soda pop, a drink, a brand today, you wanted to have some positive associations made with it, what do you think you would name it? So like Sprite was supposed to be rejuvenating and invigorating. What would you Pop name? and peck. Pop and peck. Oh, I like that. Pop and peck. Would it be like kind of one name, a couple words? Or like, like with an apostrophe in yeah. there somewhere? No. No? Two words. Two words. Pop and peck. And what is the positive association that we're supposed to derive from pop and peck? Is it just you as as peck? No, it's going to be a woodpecker like my tattoo. Oh, I'm, she, I'm sorry, what? You're 13, you don't have a tattoo. But she told me the other day, on the show, I think. No, it was in, I was laying down in bed during my delusion hour. Oh, when it was, yeah, when you were almost falling asleep and you said, oh, come here, hurry, I need to tell you something. And I said, what? He said, if I get a tattoo, it's going to be a woodpecker. And that was it. And then you fell asleep. Like a, a, an accurate depiction of a, an actual woodpecker or like a woody woodpecker? No, like a real woodpecker. Why? Yeah. Radio what? silence. No, he's asking you. You're the yeah. one that wants to Why? Why do you want a oh, real woodpecker? Because it, it's peck. I'm peck. That's okay. it. That's the whole association. I gotcha. So pop and peck soda, sure. Liz, aside from the name, Sprite had a lot of marketing decisions to make when it was new. And uh, two of the most important marketing decisions that they had to make were the color profile for the branding and then the bottle shape. And what is the color that you think that's most associated with Sprite, Alyssa? Green. Yeah, it's like a deep but also bright green. And that was mostly, again, because 7-Up already had a green color palette as part of its marketing. But that color was like softer and more subdued. So Coke chose a brighter green hue that was more aggressive, but then also simultaneously comforting since green is the most abundant color in the natural world. So just like the name, the color green evoked nature and purity. And then the bottle, Alyssa was also green, but it's not anymore. Did you know that? Really? Have you seen Oh, yeah, that? it's clear. I did know that because yeah. yesterday I bought a two liter of Sprite and it's in my hotel room. Ah, oh, fantastic. And it's in a clear bottle, right? It's clear. Clear soda in a clear bottle, which they thought in the past was nondescript, but now apparently it makes it easier to recycle the bottle, I've heard. Most likely it's a cost-cutting measure if I had to guess, but probably a little bit of greenwashing in there as well. Liz, the shape of the bottle, you've seen the Sprite bottles, right? Yeah. Uh, chosen specifically to mate up with the iconic Coca-Cola contour-shaped bottle, but still remaining distinct from it. And the main feature on the bottle were those little dimples along the body of the bottle. Do you remember those? The little, like, uh, dots or bumps that are on the side of the bottle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were meant to emulate the bubbles that were inside the soda to indicate effervescence. And then also they make it kind of nice to hold. So Liz, the fact that Sprite was created specifically to counter 7-Up is pretty wild to me because 7-Up seems like such a benign drink. But uh, today there are lots of competitors in the lemon-lime soda space. Alyssa, do you know any of them? Yes. <laughs> yeah? Uh-huh. What, would you care to tell us what they might be? <laughs> My thing won't scroll down. My hand won't scan. Uncle Matt, do you know any lemon-lime sodas uh, other than Sprite and 7-Up? I, I did, but it's not called Sierra Mist anymore. Mm, correct. They changed it to another name that I can't remember. That's right. It's now called Starry. Starry, that's right. Which uh, I have heard people say looks like fake product placement in a cheap sitcom, Yeah, yeah, which I like. Uh, Oh my goodness, I hate the Starry drink. You don't like Starry? We had it, so Duncan, like the Duncan near us after school, whenever we 
go there. They have like Starry. They have all these off-brand drinks. Mm. And so I tried it because I wanted a drink that wasn't like Dunkin' drink because their drinks are like super sugary. Sure. So you, hated got, so you got a soda instead. I hated Starry. It was... Well, oh. Alyssa doesn't like Starry, like Uncle Matt said, the Pepsi product, Sierra Mist, rebranded. But you know what else they had at Dunkin'? What's that, bud? Celsius. Oh, which was absolutely gross. We tried that. No, it that. wasn't. Laura likes Celsius. Ugh. Is it, that's the- uh, Like Celsius. Melted lollipop energy drink is how I would describe it. No, it's yeah, not. It's probably accurate. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, Sierra Mist always put me off a little bit because that's very clearly a play on Mountain Dew, but it's not Mountain Dew. Mm. It's Sprite. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't get it. They messed up there. Uh, twist up. Have you ever had a twist up? It's the Walmart generic store brand. Great value twist up. Like they, you know, they have uh, mm-hmm. you know Professor Thunder or whatever Dr Pepper. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, slice. I remember slice. Lemon they lime had, slice. They yeah. had an orange version of that. That's too. correct. Yeah. And and then similarly Fanta, like we talked mm-hmm. about earlier, and then all of these different store brands, of course. And Sprite itself has a number of different iterations as well. Some of which have made a lasting impact. Aunt Laura was just on the phone. She asked us about the cranberry Sprite, obviously, a holiday favorite. It was replaced by Sprite Winter Spiced Cranberry in 2019, but then lots of others that sort of faded away afterwards. Let me know if you've heard of any of these. Sprite Tropical Mix. I've never heard of that. Nope. That incorporated other tropical flavors in addition to lemon lime. And then there's all the other different iterations you can get out of the Coke Freestyle machine today, which I think is very bad, but there's Cherry, grape, ginger, blueberry, pomegranate, limonade. Keep that one in the back of your mind. Limonade? Limonade, that's right. What is a limonade? Well, what's a limon? Well, I don't know. What is a limon? Uh, We're going to talk about that in just a moment. There's peach, raspberry, strawberry, orange, vanilla, cherry vanilla, orange vanilla, lots of different iterations. Right now, there's a special winter flavor going on, which is uh, Sprite Vanilla Frost, because I have no idea what it actually is. It's probably just vanilla Sprite. Uh... So I went to the movies last week, as I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Did you get the Coke Vanilla Frost? I did not because it was a late movie and I don't like to have caffeine Uh that late. So normally I would get Cherry Coke at the movie theater. List, tell him he's old. You're old. No doubt about it. Thank you. But I went with Cherry Sprite instead because Sprite is caffeine free. Caffeine free. free. How was the Cherry Sprite? It wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. We're going to talk about this on another show, but uh, I find that the Coke Freestyle Machine flavors are muddy. They all taste sort of the same, like a vaguely citrusy tropical undertone to whatever drink you get, because I don't think they clean them very well. Right. They're definitely different than if you got cherry Coke out of a bottle or even out of a- a, uh, At least their ices are good. Yeah, the ice is good. That's true. I did have the Coke Vanilla Frost, and it just tasted like muddy vanilla Coke. Hmm. Wasn't that great. What's the intention? What is the frost part of it supposed to be? No idea. Doesn't say. Uh, and I couldn't be bothered to look it up because I was looking up different versions of Sprite, like Sprite Ice, Sprite Berry Blast, Sprite Six Mix. Do you know what Sprite Six Mix is, Alyssa? Six Mix. Six Mix. Six Mixes of different Sprite? No, it's a special LeBron James flavor. Out of here. Yeah, more on that later too. Sprite Blast, Sprite Dry Lemon, Sprite Aruba Jam, Sprite Recharge, Sprite 3G. I guess they were doing cell phone service for a while. Sprite Super Lemon. Here's a good one. Sprite on Fire. This was a spicy ginger flavored Sprite available in oh. the uh, Pacific Islands. Oh. Sprite Lemon Lime Herb. It's weird. Sprite Duo. Alyssa, there were a lot of Sprites. There were. I don't remember hardly any of these. And I'm pretty sure I've never had hardly any of those either. You know what I have had? I've had a Sprite in Europe. You know what happens when you order a Sprite in Europe? What? You get a Sprite. You know what happens when you order a lemonade in Europe, Alyssa? What? Uncle Matt, any ideas? You get a Sprite. You get a Sprite, that's right. 
Uh, in Europe, Sprite is uh, what they call lemonade or a lemon-lime soda, basically. In France, I ordered lemonade and I got lemonade. Did you? Yeah. At Wait. the Steak Free. Oh, that's true. At uh, Le Relais de Entrecote, yeah. Yes. Interesting. So here's the thing. Uh, in most European countries, if you want a like US version of lemonade, you have to order a thing called a cloudy lemonade. And it turns out that in Europe, any drink called an aid is a carbonated drink. So uh, if you have it without carbonation, it's a squash, like a lemon squash in London, perhaps, which we had in Diagon Alley. Diagonally. Uncle Matt. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. But in that, I believe the second or third episode of Faulty Towers, that guy who keeps trying to order, a, I think he's ordering a lemon, a lemon squash. Lemon squash, that's right. That's what that is. Now I yeah, know that. That's right. So uh, probably the, the reason that if you order a lemonade in many European places, except for apparently the one that you went to, Alyssa, you get a Sprite is because, um, well, in part, uh, carbonated water is more popular than still water in Europe. So drinks that are mixed with syrups and water are usually mixed with carbonated water. And also the fact that Europe is not tropical at all, and it's very difficult to get naturally grown lemons anywhere nearby. So you're probably getting something that's a syrup mix. Liz, you asked me earlier what Lyman was. And we're going to talk about it right now because just like Coca-Cola, Sprite lives and dies by its ad campaigns because there is nothing inherently special about fizzy sugar water. So uh, all the major soft drink brands have to just pour absolute fortunes into their marketing in order to survive in the marketplace. And one of the most important contributions of Sprite advertising has been the concept of Lyman, which is Alyssa A. Portmanteau. A portmanteau, which we talked about last week when we were discussing guillots. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I, Dad. Yes, dear. Later, can we do the Sprite challenge? I don't know. What is the Sprite challenge? It's like where you keep drinking the Sprite and then the first one who burps loses. It's very wow. difficult. Well, we can try that, sure. It's very sounds like it, it sounds like it would be quick, too. I hope so. Me, Brooke, and Amelia did it, and it was interesting. Shout out to Brooke and Amelia. Who won? I won. Oh, good for you. So this is a rigged contest from the beginning then, I guess. It's not rigged. Mm-hmm, sure. How could I rig it? It's soda. So, Alyssa, what is Lyman? Okay, Lyman. It is. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a liger? It's- w- Yeah, it's exactly like a liger. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just it's lemon that. and lime. It's just <laughs> lemon and lime, Alyssa. They no, just call lime it and lime. lime. Like lime and lemon, lemon and lime, yeah. So, it's one of the words that you thought it was, like for guillot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Two words smushed together, a portmanteau. Uh as far back as the 1970s, Alyssa Sprite was telling the world that the tart taste of lemon and the tangy taste of lime were the secret to the taste of Sprite. And interestingly enough, by the 1990s, the fictitious fruit had a mascot all of its own, just like Sprite Boy, which was uh, an eldritch horror, of course, called Mr. Lyman. Have you seen Mr. Lyman? I have not. Mr. Lyman was an anthropomorphized, anthropomorphized, anthropomorphized. Anthrop, wait, anthrop. That's, um. Go on. A prefix. Go on. And it means it has something to do with kings and queens? Anthro? No, it's just people. Just like uh, human body kind of stuff. Oh. So something that's anthropomorphized anthropomorphized looks like a person, right? Yeah. So Mr. Lyman is uh, a Lyman. <laughs> his upper half is lemon. His lower half is lime. He's wearing a striped oh, leotard. Oh, I've seen him before. Yeah. And uh, he has eyes and they're weirdly set far apart and kind of googly. And he's drinking a Sprite, which is... <laughs> Those are like Buddy the Elf. Is cannibalism. Yeah, he does. He's got kind of a Buddy the Elf vibe going on there. Well, like yeah, Jeffrey he's... Dahmer. Oh, my god! Here we go. Ted so we've Bundy had, uh, and Jeffrey Dahmer. We've had Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer. 
This if isn't you, uh, this isn't the podcast I signed up for. If you hit the Zodiac Killer, I think you win tic tac toe, Alyssa. What's that? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, anyway, Mr. Lyman, I I think if you took Mr. Lyman, uh-huh. his likeness, his image, and called him and called him Sprite Boy, yeah, I think he would work today. That would work better, huh? Yeah, but I think it would work to, like in today with today's market, like hey, Mimi. This is Sprite Boy, and this is what he looks like. I think that'd be an effective campaign. Sure. That could that could make sense, I think, because on the surface you would just have, hey, it's Sprite Boy, but he's a weird, you know, meme mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But then underneath that, you could have like a backstory for him where he ate the original Sprite Boy. Oh, yeah. And, like took on his likeness and yeah. name. Anyway, he's uh, also horrifying. I don't care for him. Uh, Matt from Dinosaur Dracula obviously has one of the Mr. Lyman figures, and I'm glad that he does and we do not. Liz, something I liked a lot more than Mr. Lyman <laughs> or Sprite Boy for that matter was an ad campaign starring a guy named Jim Varney. Do you know who Jim Varney is? No. Uncle Matt is smiling right now because Jim Varney is the inimitable Ernest P. Worrell character. You might have known Ernest from such movies as Ernest Goes to Camp and Ernest Scared Stupid and Ernest Saves Christmas. Have you seen any of those? Mm-mm. Well, anyway, Alyssa, before he was a movie star, Jim Varney as Ernest P. Worrell was a local commercial pitchman, and he would hawk uh, things like used cars or milk, just like milk, straight up milk, or a local savings bank. He was amazing. We will probably talk more about him when we do an episode about Mellow Yellow Yellowless. But, uh, you know, every time Jim Varney as Ernest would say, hey, Vern, know what I mean? I would just lose it when I was a kid. And uh, for people like me that grew up watching Looney Tunes and were attracted to insane cartoon violence, I would laugh every time he fell off a ladder or slammed his fingers in a window. Anyway, Liz, he did Sprite commercials, too. Did you know that? Really? And he would talk about the amazing taste of Lyman. Oh. Yeah, there was one I just watched on YouTube the other day where he was uh, he was in Florida and there was a sign that said, don't tease the alligators. And he was teasing an alligator with Sprite and then he was eaten. Uh, uh, that's dark. <laughs> it's so good. I could watch them all day. Liz, uh, you've never seen those, but people of your generation are probably more familiar with a different Sprite pitch man, also one that plays a character. I'm talking, of course, about the actor and rapper named Aubrey Graham. Do you know who that is? No. Well, he's professionally known as Drake, Alyssa. That's his name? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Jersey? Oh, boy. Yeah. The very same. I don't know that. Well, y- now you know. Uh, Wait, I thought Aubrey's a girl name. It's also a boy's name. Did you Hold know? one. Did you know he was on a TV show before he became a rapper, too? It was Canadian, Alyssa. You know? Yeah, I do know. So anyway, the commercial that Drake is in is called The Spark. It is crazy, isn't it? Your mind is blown now by Sprite. Look what Lyman has done. (laughs) You know, Bella was Drake for Halloween. I do. Shout out to Bella. She went to a Drake concert this year, too. And Travis Scott. And she took videos of it. She was Travis Scott for Halloween, too? No, she went to a Travis Scott concert. I think it's That was brave of her. I think Uh, it's like Utopia. Liz. Oh, no, that was too. Yeah. The Wait. commercial for Sprite that stars Drake. Do you know what it was called? Yes. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> it's called The Spark. That's right. It's called The Spark. It debuted in what year? 2010. 2010. That's right. And I remember it because back then I used to go to the movies every single week and it played for like an entire year before every feature film, which was very annoying. And it made me dislike Drake quite intensely just because of that. But anyway, in the commercial, Drake is in the studio. He's trying to record a song, but you know, Liz, he's just not feeling the beat. Oh. Yeah, I know. And he plays it exactly like that, too. And his producer, who you can tell is a hip-hop producer because he has a very thin mustache and he's got a beanie cap on and he's getting very frustrated by this. And so anyway, Drake takes a sip from a bottle of Sprite and it turns out that inside of his body is a robot, Alyssa, of some sort. 
and uh, his skin comes apart in these like car panel looking things and it reveals that he has these mechanical inner workings in his robot body it's very strange uh, his face comes apart too which that part i found amusing because drake's eyes are kind of already set pretty uh, far apart and uh it makes his ears stick very far out it's very silly and ridiculous no the in the commercial when he's a robot his face comes apart oh yeah but then uh apparently the sprite has given him the spark of creativity get it you know you know and uh is that you being a canadian yes. <laughs> oh i oh i just caught oh on. yeah hey. oh yeah you should say a that's like that's the universal code you know eh? a sorry that's what it's all about yeah just bring that bag of milk over here and give me a sprite eh? you know <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all of our charlie canadian, gillespie canadian listeners including friend of the show charlie gillespie that's right Liz. Uh, so he gets the spark of creativity and then he wraps. Oh, I see what you mean. You see what, you see what I mean? It looks, it's very strange looking. <laughs> You're looking at a, a shot of that right now. You think it's very funny. Does he look like that? So you've heard the, you, Liz, you've heard the song that he sings in that, which is called Forever. It's got like the air horn going in the background, like, like that kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. And the first bars that he raps in the commercial are last name ever, first name greatest, like a sprained ankle, boy, I ain't nothing to play with, which a lot of people love, but I think is the most whack hip-hop bar of all time. Like, if you're trying to show that you're really tough, you wouldn't be like, oh, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't play sports with a sprained ankle, you know? It could be, could be uncomfortable. You know. Yeah, so if I was trying to tell people I was the greatest ever, I wouldn't be like, I want to equate myself with sprained ankles and being on the injured reserve. Yeah. Unfortunate. Listen, anyway, the Drake commercial just won in a long line of Sprite ads that are taking advantage of the unique relationship that the brand has with hip hop. Did you know this, Alyssa? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Because in the 80s, Sprite was looking for a new unique brand identity because for kind of like two decades, it had defined itself uh, as a seven up alternative. But now it was firmly entrenched. It wanted to take advantage of a feature of its appeal, which was that young people, especially young people living in cities, really like Sprite, which they learned through their market research. And in 1986, Sprite took an interesting chance for a major brand, and they cast DJ Curtis Blow in a commercial. That commercial was called Now More Than Ever. Is he it, also a dork? DJ Curtis Blow? No, absolutely not. Definitely legit. And uh, when your generation says OG, that's Curtis Blow. Liz, do you know what OG means? Original? Sure. Absolutely right. No, what uh, does it mean? That's what it means, more or less. Liz. What's the less part of it? Oh, well, that's a good catch there. Uh, Liz, this was one of the first times ever that a hip-hop artist was cast in a national advertising campaign. Uh, and it was a hit. So then later they did spots with LL Cool J and Criss Cross. And then and then- Criss Cross, yeah. I know him. <laughs> well, there's two of them. Jump, jump. Mm -hmm. Well, there's only one now, I guess, actually. Yeah, the other one's- R.I.P. to a real one. Wait, 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 I gotta think. Just Nate Dogg. Nate Dogg, also dead. <laughs> this is like wrestling. Yeah. Wait, I gotta, wait. What Don't name that? rappers or wrestlers <laughs> that you liked when you were a kid. Cause What's the guy's name that's not crisscross? Every Everyone other, else in the universe. Every other rapper. No, Nate Dogg. Well, Warren Nate Dogg rapped with Warren, Warren G. G. Warren G's still around, as far as I know. No, yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, Liz, in the 90s, more rappers in Sprite ads. And you're singing Warm It Up, Warm Chris. Warm It Up, Chris. Okay. I'm about to make it a, 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 make it a,
Very good. Go. Alexa. My cousin Ashley loved that song when we were kids and wore her clothes backwards for like. I was going to say, do you know about the backwards clothes wearing? Are you a real crisscross fan? Yeah. Shout out to well, Ashley. Well, one of the people in my class wore sweatpants backwards. Was that on purpose or just because? I don't know. Probably, I probably know. not on purpose. Jack and Julian wear their clothes inside out all the time. And ba- Jack wears his shirt backwards yeah. more often than he wears it right side. Your mom very famously wears shirts inside out all the time. Oh my goodness, some kid in my gym class put his shirt on inside out and it was bugging me the whole time. Yeah, what did you do about it? I told him. Oh, that's good. That's it? That's the whole story? (laughs) Well, his tag was out too, so I was like... We fixed the glitch. Whenever my teammates' tags are out in basketball, it always gets me so... Liz, we're going long here. Uh, The 90s. You guys actually do have Sprite on your Sprite tour? In the 90s, there was the I Like the Sprite in You campaign with Heavy D and the Boys, Kid and Play, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. We just listened to a Pete Rock song in the car, actually, today. A tribe Called Quest. Uh, we also listened to a Tribe Called Quest in the car today. I think they knew we had Sprite because it was just on shuffle and a ward tour came on. How about that? Grand Poobah did the Obey Your Thirst campaign, uh, which was its most successful up to that point. Uncle Matt is nodding in agreement. Grand Poobah actually came up with the line Obey Your Thirst. So they took that directly from him. Wow. They even less got Nas at the height of his popularity in 1997, which is like incredible. Who's Nas? Like Lil Nas X? Oh boy. No, like Big Nas. Like the original Nas. Like oh, Nas. Ill, Illmatic. Wait, Ether? Kind of... You've never heard Ether? I've heard of Stellar. Okay. Well, they're not the same thing. Not even really. Actually, you haven't heard Ether because you are 100% not allowed to listen to Ether. I don't know, Dad. You? <laughs> no, I know because I'm your... Dad, I'm telling you, you can't. <laughs> you don't know to what I listen to. That's true. No, I do know what you listen Wait, to. Wait, what is his name? Nas, just Nas. No, so, the other one. Ether was a song that Nas did. It was a diss track. Do you know what a diss track is? Oh, I love diss tracks. Oh, I make those about Chase all the time. You, oh. you 100% don't. And by the way, uh, Chase would ether you if you tried to do that. I'm sure, but I'll ether you. You don't even know what that means. <laughs> Liz, anyway, we're, we're leaning hard into this right now. Sprite leaned hard into and unlocked the uh, hip hop and urban aesthetic market because of some of these choices. Wait, and partnering that's a with drug? Ether. You're looking up ether. <laughs> <laughs> Actual physical ether. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've... <laughs> that's a very bad word, Dad. Ether? No. Oh, you're lyrics. reading the lyrics now? Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, Alice. Uh... <laughs> I love Jay-Z. Well, Nas sure didn't for a long time. That's what Ether's all about. Liz, uh, this year Sprite celebrated 50 years of hip-hop. They sponsored and produced a remix of Rapper's Delight, uh, calling themselves the unofficial drink of rap. And I think probably we would agree with that, wouldn't you? You know what's something else we would agree with, Liz? What? Here's a phrase I've heard. McDonald's Sprite hits different. Have you heard that one? I herve. I herve. You herve? I herve. You know? You know? You know? Liz, we said earlier, people say Sprite is crisp. And I call it crispy for sure. There's another word that you used. Spicy. And that is spicy. And people specifically say McDonald's Sprite tastes spicy. They say the Sprite there is so crispy that it's spicy. And it's become a meme at this point, obviously. And uh, every so often, McDonald's Sprite specifically will trend on social media for one reason or another. This started, as far as Know Your Meme can tell, in about 2017. And uh, that was about the same year that some random Twitter egg said that Sprite from McDonald's shared ingredients with rocket fuel. You think that's true or false? False. False. Yeah, obviously false. Uh, you cannot fly into space with McDonald's Sprite, or at least that hasn't been tested yet. Uh, we don't know for sure. 
Uh, oh my goodness. Yes, dear. I have another story about science about McDonald's. Let's hear it. This was today. This was today. So today in science class, um, we were talking about McDonald's ice cream and one of the kid, same kid with the hybrid, he was like, yeah, I love McDonald's ice cream just out of nowhere. And then he was like, but their machine's always broken. Everyone's like, no, it's not. You just like. Oh, well, I have bad news for you, kiddo. It's literally like never broken. Uh, literally never broken is not the it's words like I would choose to describe the broken. McDonald's ice cream machine. In fact, it is broken so often that there is a website that tracks how many McDonald's ice cream machines are broken in the United States at any one point in time. And there were multiple petitions and even lawsuits against McDonald's for investigations of why their ice cream machines are broken but so often. the ones often. near us are never broken. We also- Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> we also never order ice cream from McDonald's. Every time I'm Grammy she- I will say this, shout out to Grammy. The last time I went through McDonald's drive-thru, the menu board said that McFlurries and milkshakes and ice cream were all unavailable because the ice cream machine was broken. I don't believe that. I So I heard the story. Uh-huh. This is not investigated, not confirmed. Sure. But just, your your grandmother told me this, um, that the reason that they're always broken and always prolonged uh-huh. is because there's one company that McDonald's uses and they're the only ones that are allowed to fix those machines when they get broken. And so there's finite resources trying to go out and fix all of the machines. Plausible, but I don't know if that is the truth. I think that's probably a piece of it. Remember, Lisa, when we did the Wendy's Frosty episode where we talked about how there was one company that manufactured Wendy's Frosty machine. Mm-hmm. Well, I mm, think we might be onto something here, Liz. Okay. Do you want to know some other things that people say about McDonald's Sprite? Yes. Uh, some social media users have petitioned to have it added to the periodic table of elements. Uh, some have said McDonald's Sprite is stronger than hard liquor. Some said it killed the dinosaurs. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. I thought an asteroid hit. No, no, no it was Sprite. It was McDonald's Sprite. Yeah. Liz, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a good one. Some people have said that McDonald's Sprite tastes like television static. It does. <laughs> uh, there was a really good one I saw of, uh, it was a meme. You know when Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Spider-Man fades away after he's been snapped by Thanos in Avengers Affinity War? No. Well, anyway, the caption said, oh, he drank the McDonald's Sprite. <laughs> Do you know the reasons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Liz, do you know the reasons that McDonald's Sprite tastes so extra, as the kids say? Why? Well, remember when we talked about why McDonald's Coke tasted different than Coke in a can? Um, sure. Well, it's mostly the same stuff. First, the water is filtered four times, and it is chilled. Chilling the water, filtering the water, filtering the water that goes into the ice and keeping everything very cold helps it retain carbonation, because uh, warmer liquids will release more gas. Um, filtering the ice also aids in, uh, preventing contamination during dilution. The syrup mix obviously optimized as well for McDonald's. That means they sometimes add more flavor syrup per unit of carbonated water than other mixes. This is not confirmed yet. Uh, the straw of course has a larger diameter than a standard straw. You can fit a standard straw inside a McDonald's straw. That's how much bigger they are. And, uh, Liz, here's one thing that is not, uh, not probably part of the equation, actually substantially different. Coca-Cola syrup delivered to the restaurants in stainless steel tankards, Alyssa. Sprite syrup just comes in plastic bags. Oh. Yeah. Like milk. That's right. In like, Canada. Like milk in Canada, 100%. Here's one thing that might make McDonald's Sprite taste a little bit different, and that it's often eaten with salty foods, 
from the fast food retailer like McDonald's French fries, which Kent, like your brother, who has your brother Chase has snuck into the studio. Would you like to say hello? You're grinning maniacally. (laughs) Go ahead and say hello. Hello, everyone. They are talking about my favorite food. Mm-hmm. Watermelon? French fries, my favorite junk food. Oh, that's right. Very good. Because you only like healthy foods, so we only talk about watermelon on the show. But now uh, what? now you like uh, to talk about junk foods like McDonald's fries, right? Very good. So, Liz, we were saying uh, McDonald's went as far as to hire a sensory scientist to study the phenomenon of eating McDonald's fries while drinking Sprite to see if they had to change the mixture at all because the salty sweet interactions that are especially prevalent with citrus worked out in their favor and made McDonald's Sprite taste more like Sprite when it is in the vicinity of the salt. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Here's another thing, and this is my favorite by far of all of these memes. McDonald's even went so far as to hire uh, a hip-hop artist named Tissa Korean who produced a remix that they premiered on TikTok about how McDonald's Sprite really does taste like TV static, and it was called Static. McDonald's Sprite. The song is is not very good. Not my favorite. But do you know what my favorite part of this show is, Alyssa? What? Holy moly, we're already an hour in. It's Alyssa Reads the Ingredients. Liz, what's in Sprite? <clears throat> Carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, citric acid, natural flavors, Sodium citrate, sodium benzoate, benzonate, benzoate. All three of those? No. Just, just the last just one. Just the last one. Um, and that is to protect the taste. Yeah, so it's uh, fizzy water and sugar and some citric acid and some lemon-lime flavors, right? Yeah. No limon in there? Fresh I mean, limon? Limon, I think, is covered under natural flavors. Okay. There's a little bit of uh, legal ninjutsu that goes on with those descriptions. Speaking of ninjutsu, Liz, let's get to the rules of the game. How's that for a segue? Uh, junk feud is a culinary clash to see which treat will be crowned the undisputed champion of snacks. It's a King of the Mountain style battle in which the reigning champ takes on a new challenger each week to see which snack reigns supreme. And Alyssa, yes. we're back on our grind. The reigning defending <laughs> undisputed champion of snacks is the Wendy's Frosty and Fries. Speaking of fries and salty and sweetless. Yes. Uh, friends of the show, Owen and Ruby, were just enjoying some Frosties earlier this week, but uh, Ruby was on the next level, because instead of dunking her fries into the frozen dairy dessert, she was dunking her chicken nuggets list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I approve of that. You think so, too? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Well, today, Liz, uh, we've got something in store for, well, everybody here, because today we're trying Sprite, and we have, Alyssa, some glass bottles of chilled Sprite from our local supermarket. Why didn't you get cans? Well, because as we know from the Coca-Cola episode, we had the best drinking experience from the glass bottles. Mm. Also, because soda is like 10 bucks for a 12-pack now, which is absurd, by the absurd? way. Absurd? Absurd. Where are you going with that absurd? Right back to the hills of West Virginia with uh, Ernest P. Worrell, apparently. <laughs> but wait, Liz, what's this? Oh my gosh. Uh, we also have here, what do we have here? Some Sprite some from s- McDonald's. Some Sprite from McDonald's to see if it really does, in fact, hit different. You and I went through the drive through Alyssa. Oh, yeah. And we tried the Sprite from McDonald's, the Crispy Boy, the Spicy Boy, uh, and we're going to talk about it. We still have it here in front of us. The ice is slowly melting, so it's becoming diluted, but we wanted to try it like fresh out of the fountain at the drive-thru, which means Alyssa. 
Let's get to crunch time. It's crunch time. Crunch time. We rate our snacks using a tier list from sprinkles to fun dip. Sprinkles to fun dip. So snacks can be graded A, B, C, D, or F with the very best treats earning the elusive S tier ranking. The following contest is scheduled for one serving. One serving. It is for the undisputed championship of junk food. Liz. Yeah. While I'm getting the bottled Sprites ready, why don't you tell me your thoughts on the McDonald's Sprite? Because I want to get your initial reactions to see if it really does hit different than regular Sprite. Okay. Yeah, you have to actually talk for it. So, the McDonald's Sprite I've got mixed opinions about. I love it. And it's too spicy for me. Too spicy? It's like hard to get it all down. So, let's, is the spiciness a function of the carbonation, like the effervescence, or is yes. it the the pronounced lemon-lime flavor? You're saying it's the carbonation. Yes. That's what I was going to ask. When you say spicy, you don't mean like hot pepper spicy, right? You mean more like tingly spicy. Yeah. Oh. So other than that, what did you think about the flavor of the McDonald's Sprite It's good. It's good. Do you get the lime in? Do you pick up distinct flavors of lemon and lime? Yes. That's a strong yes there. Uh, We have our bottles here. The contour styled glass bottles. It says Sprite Lemon Lime Soda, 100% natural flavors, no caffeine on it. And it does have the Helltale dimples on the bottle. As you pry the lid off with our Marty the Moose Moose Mug bottle opener, now pass that on up, to Uncle of Matt. Of course. So you said these these dimples are supposed to be bubbles, right? They're supposed to look like bubbles. I always thought they were supposed to look like the dimples of an orange. I mean, a, a lemon. Oh, like the, fascinating. That was what I thought you were going to say. I hadn't heard that one. Now Sprite, uh, the, well, the Coca-Cola company in the discussion of the bottle itself said, they were meant to evoke bubbles. It probably would have been even better as we get back to ASMR with Alyssa. <laughs> ASMR. So I do love the green bottles. These are glass bottles, so they're still green. I like the green better than the clear bottle. Really? Yeah. It's just, yeah, it looks too. different. I think I like it a little bit better. This reminds me of a pizza parlor. Yeah. I could mm. see like being in an old school pizza parlor uh, somewhere in a strip mall in New Jersey, sitting down and getting a glass bottle of a soft drink. Liz, do you get any any scent from this? Yes. Lemon lime. Yeah, lemon lime. Like, I don't pick up just lemon and I don't pick up just lime. It is the, the combination of both, obviously. Uncle Matt is wafting his Sprite right now. That's the preferred way to do it. Yeah, sure. So let's, uh, these are these are well chilled, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just lost the Sprite challenge. There was a little belch there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Alyssa <laughs> <laughs> wins again. It is very spicy. Hits the back of your throat. Yeah. And even when it's just initially coming into my mouth, hitting my tongue, I can feel all those little bubbles. Yeah, I think the bubbles are really carrying the tartness and the acidity of the lime and flavor. The bubbles are carrying. Yeah, they're carrying. Is that like giving? Is If food is giving, is it carrying? No. No? Carrying is like uh-huh. when you're doing like better and helping everyone. Oh, well, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I still have a little bit like of ice in bro, my McDonald's. Bro, I'm carrying part. you in for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So this one is significantly watered down now. Most of the ice is melted. It was very spicy when we first got it. Liz, I don't know if it was spicier or crispier than the Sprite in the bottle, honestly. I mean, probably it was a little bit. The one thing I did get a little bit more from the McDonald's Sprite than the Sprite in the bottle was a little hint of bitterness from the lemon. Like just a tiny touch up front of bitterness. It's so... It is very crisp. Right out of the bottle. Yeah, 100%. It is... It's a crispy boy. Uh, I mean, even we can't hear it because we have headphones on, but if you've ever like put your face right up to a Sprite, like a 
it usually doesn't happen with a bottle, but if you have like a freshly poured fountain soda Sprite in a cup, you can hear the fizziness on the top of it. You get like the crispiness coming off of it. These are good though. I like Sprite. It is refreshing, which is a weird thing to say about something that is. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. You got a good fizz there from that, from that swig you took. Wait, just, just. Wow. Well done, Alyssa. Excellent contribution to the show today. Uh, I like it. I like the watered down Sprite even because it reminds me of the, I've talked about this on the show before, a big souvenir cup of Sprite at a major league baseball game in the summer when it's super hot out and you don't want to pay like seven or eight bucks for a bottled water. You just get the giant Sprite and it sort of carries you through the entire game. It's really, really good. Liz, I got one more thing here actually. Oh my gosh, whose music is that? It's a run-in. I got Sprite Tic Tacs, Liz. Yeah, I've been wanting to try these for a while. All right. As you shake the package into the microphone, people with misophonia must hate this show. Very. All right. This has been the Foley Pit with Alyssa. Let's pop those open. Let's try. Let's try some Sprite. Don't shush me <laughs> in my own program. Program, stop let's, uh, saying that. <laughs> Liz, let's try some of these Tic Tacs. I th- I do think they missed a trick here because the Sprite Tic Tacs, Alyssa, are yellow. Are we ready? They're not green. Or even... Oh. I did not know that was a thing. Is that really a... Is that how you're supposed to do this? That can't be right. No, wait. No. Nope. <laughs> no, no, right. no. You just no, got lucky the first time. Uh, yeah. Because this is radio, you can't tell. For those of you at home, Alyssa is opening the top of the Tic Tac box and getting a perfectly sized one Tic Tac in the little indentation on the top. These are Tic Tacs, uh, the famously half-calorie breath mints. My guess for these is, is it going to be similar to the, the cola or the Coke Tic Tacs in that the flavor's sort of there, but you, you can't recreate the spiciness. In this tastes exactly like the Coke Tic Tac, I think, actually. I like the Coke Tic Tacs. Coke Tic Tacs tasted to me just like the orange Tic Tac, which I don't care for. This is more lemony. Yes, this tastes fruity. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I had to get through. Let me see how it tastes with the this, initial layer with of the it, Sprite. This tastes like a lemon head though. Not not as strong a flavor. Lemon heads. Yeah, we do. But that that same flavor but not as strong. It does taste nice if you take a swig of Sprite with it. Oh, uh maybe don't chew them though. No. No, bad aftertaste, very bitter. Oh. Uh it says they're lemon lime flavored. I guess I could see that. If someone told me this is a lemon lime can't. Yeah. We're biting into them, yeah. Yeah. Very sour. I don't know. List you one more thing to try here. Let's try, uh, I've got some McDonald's fries here. And try the McDonald's fries with the Sprite, just to see if the salty-sweet interaction is there. Or just do whatever. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't get the bitter. Did you bite it yet? You oh. chewed through that Tic Tac and didn't get that hit of bitterness? Wow, maybe it's my old guy uh, palate coming through I here. I definitely but... got it. Yeah, we both did. Oh, I cannot eat cold fries. All right, yeah, the fries are cold. You get about 11 minutes on McDonald's fries. We've been talking for more than an hour now, which is, (laughs) this is going to be the longest show in the history of this program, for sure. Sorry, program. Stop it. Stop. Uh, Liz, let's hit the bliss point. Tell me, what do you think about Sprite? Where does it fall on the rankings from Sprinkle to Fun Dip? And does it have what it takes to take down another (laughs) fast food challenger? I almost- The Wendy's Frosty and Fries. I was trying, I was about to say B plus, and then I raised up to an A minus, and then I almost said BS. A BS. Hmm. Well, I think there's some things we've eaten on this show that could probably get that grading. Toxic waste <laughs> slime liquors, I'm thinking of specifically. Uh, eggnog. <laughs> you didn't like eggnog, you gave it a solid F. 
Liz, what do you think about Sprite? What's the what's the grade? What's the rating? Uh, a minus. A minus for Sprite. That's a strong grade. Uncle Matt, what do you think? Tell me about your final thoughts on. I would probably the put Sprite. Sprite in the B category. It's one of the sodas that I prefer to drink. Although I wouldn't put it ahead. Definitely not ahead of Coca Cola Classic, and probably not ahead of some of the others like Dr Pepper or Root Beer. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's a solid Dr. contender. Dr. Pepper. It's a solid contender. It's it's sort of old reliable for me, where I know what I'm going to get with it. Mm-hmm. It's lemon lime flavor, which is kind of, you know, not unique to one brand or another. Right. Whereas a cola kind of is a unique thing. So, yeah, I'd say it's pretty solid, solid, solidly B. Uncle Matt says B, B flat. Is that what you say? B flat? B flat for Uncle Matt. You okay. said A minus. Liz, I'm going to say... Sprite for me is a B plus overall. The first sip of Sprite is a revelation. And then there's diminishing returns after that, I think. Um, A minus if I'm at a baseball game and it's in a souvenir cup. But standard Sprite, B plus. McDonald's Sprite also for me was a B plus. I could see how there's a little bit, like there are certain subtle things that are working in its favor, like the bigger straw, like the chilled and filtered water and ice. I don't know about the the syrup mix. I think that's probably a myth. Uh, You are getting more carbonation from McDonald's Sprite than you would from like a regular drink. But again, the first sips are probably about standard in the same. So yeah, B plus for me. What do you guys think? Uh, Wendy's Frosty and Fries or Sprite? Wendy's Frosty and Fries. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I was trying to think if if I had to give up one forever, I would give up Sprite before I gave up a Wendy's Frosty and Fries. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it, which means uh, by unanimous decision, you are a winner and still reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks, the Wendy's frosty and fries uh list one moment before we go on chase you wanted to say what your grade was for sprite i think i should preface this with saying you refuse to drink it and you have never tried it right yes but i'm just gonna rate it okay go ahead i will rate it we'll get your live reaction real quick just try a sip he's not gonna you can if you want it's fruity is this salt yes very salt it's not it tastes so good which one is usually correct there's no salt in it there he goes yeah. <laughs> He's uh, wiping his tongue. That one is a F minus. F minus from Chase, who could not handle could not handle the McDonald's crispy sprite. It's too spicy for the boy, and he spit it back in there. Yeah. So uh Wendy's Frosty and Fries retains. List no Oreo rule this week. Again, we're looking forward to new Oreos in the new year. Uh, but each week on this episode, we ask a very important question. Can you deep fry this week's snack? Will it deep fry, Alyssa? Sure. Yeah, sure. You remember on the Coca-Cola episode, we talked about deep fried Coke. It was like a, a, a state fair kind of thing. You make a sort of a reduced syrup from Coca-Cola. You mix it with uh, a batter and then you fry it like funnel cake. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, some enterprising lunatics figured out how to make uh, Sprite fritters, which is essentially essentially the same thing. It's like a lemon flavored fritter. So probably not that bad. I did find some recipes for a tempura style batter made with Sprite that was intended to be uh, used when you're frying fish fillets. So I guess if you're, uh, I'm not a big seafood eater, but that seems like the right application for it. When you get like fish and chips, a cod fillet, usually there's like a lemon wedge or something with that. So um, I think that could work. What do you think, Liz? Maybe like in a fish taco where you'd be squeezing some lime on top. That would be a good one too. You're making a face. You don't eat fish tacos. I don't either. You know what we do do? The back of the box. Yeah, it's time to check oh, yes, out. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Alyssa's excited about this week's episode because uh, it's time to check out the back of the box, a weekly segment where we play a little game. Would you like to play a game? Yes. This week's segment is... Pecks in a Pickle. Pecks in a Pickle. On Pecks in a Pickle, we try pickle-flavored snacks. And Alyssa... Pickled peanuts, right? 
No, in fact, we have a crossover event today. It's uh, Pex in a Pickle X We Scream, our ice cream back of the box. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. We have two pickle-flavored ice cream treats we're going to try today, Alyssa. Uncle Matt is cringing at the moment. This is my nightmare. Not looking forward to this. So uh, You have to try it. So listen, I guess that makes it three. This is also an episode of Try Hard, where you try snacks that you know you're not going to like. Uh, we're going to see if we really do scream for pickle-flavored ice cream, because the first thing we have up, Alyssa... Uh, a frequent contributor on the show, we have dill pickle flavored mochi ice cream from My Mochi. Remember Liz. when me and Christian tried it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Liz, friend of the show, Victoria, once asked me what the most money we ever spent on a snack was for this show. And it was probably that time when we had to buy uh, a whole year's worth of a BJ's Wholesale Club membership so that we could get some smoked turkey legs. But then uh, uh, behind that was probably when we had to buy the whole case of Hydrox cookies. Yeah. Distant third, however, Alyssa, was this because I bought a single box of dill pickle mochi ice cream online on the internet for $14. Oh, and we also had to buy the big gummy pickle. Oh, yeah. You bought a $10 gummy pickle that was not good. Uh, Liz, this was shipped to us packed in a cooler full of dry ice across the entire country from Los Angeles. And we did get a big brick of dry ice that we got to play with. I kept spraying water at it and it would be like, so, Liz, here is the dill pickle mochi ice cream. And while you're unpackaging that, we also have the seasonal offering from the Van Leeuwen Creamery, which is a dill pickle flavored French custard style ice cream. Heck yeah, I got it. Uh, and in fact, I got it at Walmart for five bucks. I really don't want to try this. Again. So uh, let's see if either of these makes us scream or maybe just whimper, Alyssa. It'll make me whimper. Chase, would you like to try a <laughs> dill pickle flavored mochi ice cream? You love pickles. Zero percent. Zero percent chance, says the boy. I don't like it because each food that I don't like, even though when I never tried it, the way my problem is the look of it. Yeah, the look, the taste, the texture, everything, I think. Well, just looking at the box of that mochi, there's nothing on there that is enticing to me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the my mochi uh, dill pickle flavor here is a... Do I have to eat the whole thing? Yeah, you do. Slightly, well, I mean, I guess not. I'm not going to force feed you some pickle mochi here, but uh, these are Thank you. small wads of <laughs> mochi. Do you want to try a bite? The rice on the outside, Alyssa, the rice wrapper, the mochi itself. You're making a face. <laughs> you don't care for it. Uh, it's green. There's no flavor in it, but inside it says uh, there's classic pickle premium ice cream in sweet rice. Uh-oh. Do you guys have spit buckets on this show? I sure don't. No. There's nowhere to, to vomit. You just got to deal with it. It doesn't smell particularly pickly on the outside. Let's take a bite of the inside here. Uncle Matt's going to try it too. Do not. So the outside throw. is something different than the inside. The outside is just rice dough. That it's just a rice wrapper. Like and inside there's ice cream. That t- I'm Bottoms gonna- up. Uh-huh. Oh my God. It tastes like a pickle. That was awful. Why do people like this taste? I don't think this is bad. So I got two different things here going on. The first hit is like a classic grocery store, yeah. like unrefrigerated shelf dill pickle. There's like very stuff strong. all over your nose again. I got the, <laughs> I have the cornstarch from the mochi on uh, on my face. Uncle Matt took a bite of his admirably enough and he's done with it. So he's going to drop it back into the container. Oh, it's stuck on me. There we go. I actually kind of like it. There's a soft, sweet finish that's very sugary from the ice cream. Up front is all dill pickle yeah. and, the, and the back end is like sweet cream. It is exactly as advertised. It tasted like dill pickle ice cream. Mm-hmm. 
I'm actually excited for this one. Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> it's green ice cream. Yeah, so you've opened the Van Leeuwen pint. Oh, for, it feels so well, nice. Well, 14 ounces. It's like kind of like softened. Yeah, it's so, just Please soft enough. Please wipe off your nose. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. Hey. Anyway, I didn't think that was bad. Neither of you guys liked it. It just smells. I'll be honest, it wasn't the worst thing I've tasted, but yeah. it tasted like a pickle, and I don't like pickles. This oh, tastes like vanilla. What was the worst cream. thing you've tasted? Oh, gosh. I well, cried over ice cream. Have y'all done Vegemite yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did Vegemite when we were kids. Yeah, that was one of the worst things I've ever tasted. Sal Zachariah brought Vegemite from Australia to us. Do you remember this? Oh, Sal. Yeah. Uh, Old Sam. Somehow, yeah. some, some kind of relative to us, Sal. Yeah. Yes, yes. I don't remember eating Vegemite then. Oh, man, yeah. He brought it Sal. over. He loved Vegemite because he was in Australia for some reason. Yep. And we, he made us eat it. And it was very bad. So anyway, here's uh here's the dill pickle Van Leeuwen French ice cream. So I'm gonna take it is it is a sort of green, Alyssa. It's like a like a turtle color almost here. Yeah. I don't understand. So do you like this more or less than the thing we just ate? Can't tell. Because you were kind of repulsed by the mochi thing. Oh. Here, can you hold that so I can get a, a spoonful of this? All right, well, straight bottoms up. I'm not tasting it. Okay. I don't I don't care for this. It's salty. It's salty? very salty, yeah. I mean, Ooh. it's salty because it's pickle flavor. It tastes like salty and Ooh. sweet. Uncle Matt doesn't like it. It, it. The the flavor itself was less severe than I think yeah. mochi was, but that salt surprised me. It's weird. It's sort of that. like it's if you if this didn't say dill pickle flavored on the box, I wouldn't think of it. I would just mm. think this is like a salted vanilla. Yeah, the it's dill like a, the dill part of it is very understated. Yeah, it is. It's slightly salty. It's very salty, but slightly herby vanilla. Cream, milk, cane sugar, water, egg yolks, tapioca syrup, cornstarch, vinegar. Oh, God. That's... Salt, sea salt, pectin, carabine gum, natural flavors, turmeric, beta carotene for color, vegetable juice for color, citric acid. So it's there's a lot of vinegar doing a lot of work in here. And then whatever they're getting away with natural flavors, which I'm guessing is some sort of dill. And vinegar is my arch enemy. But it wasn't, again, I, I, I wouldn't have guessed vinegar in there if you hadn't told me. So Yeah, same. It looks, there does look to be a little swirl in here of something, like a flavor swirl. Let me try that. Yeah, maybe we just got the top layer. If any of you do not like it, I will rate your disgust. Oh, thank you. We'll rate our disgust. Please, Chase, by all means. Go ahead. What do you think? Give give my rating for everybody. Do the first, the pickle mode. Your um, disgust rate for the pickle was um, A minus. Way lower. No, A minus as far as, far as your disgust. Oh, my disgust rate. Yes, <laughs> disgust correct. was an A minus. Maybe even a solid A. Yeah. yeah. A flat for disgust. Alyssa's was very disgust with that pickle, so I'm going to say A plus for her. Okay, very good, Chase. Thank you very much. What do you think about me? I didn't dislike either of these that much. You were the F minus. I was an F minus. Thanks, Which, bud. An F minus means you like it. Well, okay. So I did actually kind of like the my mochi. As far as stunt flavors go, I thought that was well executed because it did both things well. What did we do for next one? And then just the regular ice cream, bud. What do you think about that? How did you think about the regular ice cream? So what I thought about the regular ice cream was it was not as offensive as the mochi. <laughs> if it was not that offensive, then I would give you a C minus. C minus might be there. My one, my main concern was I didn't understand what the appeal was because it didn't really taste like dill. So why would you, why would you, yeah, what, yeah. what is somebody who wants to get dill ice cream? What are they looking for in that ice cream? Why would they come back to it? So we've had a bunch of Van Leeuwen stunt flavors on the show. We did, uh, we did Idaho potato 
fries and milkshake, which we thought was not very good. It just tasted like old fry oil. We had Hidden Valley Ranch, which made you physically cry, Alyssa. You were in tears. That one tasted like cold ranch, just like frozen ranch dressing, which was off-putting because of the way that you were eating it. This, I thought, was if you would have called it something else, I maybe would have been more okay with it. But as it stands, well, that's what I'm saying. Like As it stands, it wasn't very good as dill pickle ice cream because it wasn't really dill pickle ice cream. And therefore, the idea of it the fails in execution. Is I sad? Did you know that C that C minus is actually if you're confused with something? Yeah, well, I was confused about why they would call that dill pickle ice cream when it didn't taste like dill pickles. List. Hey, Lissa, what did you think about the dill uh, ice cream thing? Whatever it's called. Yeah. B. Wow, that's a that's a strong rating for that. Minus, and Daddy, B minus, B minus. Okay, you're getting a B minus. And Daddy, what do you think? I think I will say, Chase, that uh, I'll give the My Mochi a C plus. It was better than average as far as stunt flavors go. And then the uh, the Van Lee one gets a C minus, so lower lower than average. And uh, Chase, I think you did an excellent job today. Big shout out to Uncle Matt for showing up on the show. We had fun. Uh, I think this was excellent. Our longest show ever, by the way, uh, probably even by the time it's edited down. And I would say, let's... Uh, we did an excellent job on this show, and this show should reach you in excellent condition. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. If you've got a question for us, you can write to the address on the label. That's junkfoodpod at gmail.com. Liz, any final thoughts? Nope. Uncle Matt, anything you want to plug while you're here? Uh, no, I just want to say it's an honor and a privilege to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I agree. I do. Chase has something to plug. <laughs> Go on, bud. What do, you, what do you have to say? Daddy, I said... I thought uh, we could say that there could be a podcast where we have junk and health field for a podcast oh that's true so chase uh has been doing some stealth pilots with me called health feud which is his show about healthy foods and uh, when he's a little bit older maybe we'll release those what do you say bud good but i really want to do a podcast with a list well you just did how about that i was looking for a podcast that would be just me and Alyssa. oh you mean you don't want me there <laughs> No, you could be there because it's going to be you, Alyssa, and me. Oh, I think that's a fantastic idea. And we will get to that when we're ready to have some fun. But, and this podcast has contained it, contained it, contained your recommended daily allowance of fun. Fun! For more, go to X, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky Social, or wherever you choose to be social and find us at Pod. You can watch fun size reviews on YouTube, buy our merch on Public. Don't forget to catch all the snacks and, oh, I just felt the Sprite Challenge again. Each and every week, wherever you listen to podcasts. Until we see you again, for Alyssa, I'm Mike. Pasta lasagna. Don't get any on you. Bye. <laughs>